comics, TV, movies, video games, and more. The Comic and Culture Cast. Holy lots of games and hardware, Batman. It's time for the Comic and Culture Cast. This is Les. You're a kind of sick Marvel guy. <laughs> and I may not be from the capital, but I'm your DC guy, Josh. All right, so we have a very interesting episode planned for you guys this time. Uh, we will be exploring all the gaming announcements that have come out in the past couple weeks uh, between E3 and Computex. There is quite a bit to talk about. So before we get into that, we've got Newsflash. All right, cool. But before we get started in Newsflash, we just want to say that due to the nature of this episode being a news-focused episode in the category of E3 and Computex, we will be leaving all of E3 and Computex news out of Newsflash. We'll cover that stuff later on in the episode. Cool, yeah. So just a quick reminder how Newsflash works. Uh, we have 15 minutes to get through all the news uh, that has come out since the last episode. After the 15 minutes are up, uh, any news we did not get to will be saved for next episode or on our Facebook page, and we'll talk about that later. Cool. All right. And like we said, we don't have a lot of news this episode because most of it is E3 and Computex, but so we'll probably get through it all of it in 15 minutes, but that's a heads up as to what happens if for some reason we don't, or in other cases, in other episodes when we don't. I have the timer ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Set. Go. So the first thing I'll talk about, I actually forgot to put it in the show notes, but the uh, third season of Jessica Jones is out. Uh, it came out yesterday. We're recording cool. on June 15th, for those of you that want to know. Uh, so yeah, go check out final season. Um, I think it's been getting some pretty good reviews, so I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet, but yeah. Cool. That also just reminded me something to talk about. We didn't put any box office stuff in here. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of because box office has kind of died down for a lot of films right now mm -hmm. which is weird because it's june yeah but um any new films we're actually going to talk about in a later on episode we'll get to that later but um we have another episode planned for later in june the catch-up episode yeah. so we'll talk about that later getting into my news since we're skipping box office this week batman hush which we talked about um previously mm -hmm. in other episodes is releasing on blu-ray and 4k one week earlier than originally planned now it'll be releasing on august 6th the digital release is still set for July 20th. Cool. Me? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, we have the first uh, official trailer for Frozen 2. Um, really really liking um, what they're showing off. Uh, I, I was not really that excited for this movie kind of going into this year, but uh, I'm very impressed with what they've shown. So, yeah, go check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Cool. So, yeah. All right, so as I predicted in the last episode, Apple did announce its new Mac Pro at WWDC earlier this month. Go check out their website for more info on the new Mac Pro, as well as their new software and operating systems. All of this is coming this autumn. With that, I want to kind of move back into the comic book realm. Um, according to The Wrap, 
John Cena was asked about those rumors that he would appear in the Suicide Squad, and he said that it, quote, would be a tremendous opportunity for growth, end quote. He also said, quote, you have to get everything buttoned up before you can make it official. I don't want to say anything. I will just say that if the opportunity presents itself, then I will be very grateful to take it, end quote. So very vague there. Mm-hmm. Um, his first quote seems like he was not approached about it, but a second quote seems like he was. So yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I thought he was confirmed already, wasn't he? Or no? It. I think people are taking this as confirmation. Oh, okay. But um, it's still kind of that unknown state. Seems very likely. Gotcha. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, another thing, according to the Hollywood Reporter. I'm going to butcher this name, so I'm sorry. Jaum or Huam, something like that. Colette (laughs) Sarah is his last name. Colette Sarah, I know that's right, is set to direct Black Adam. He is known for directing Jungle Cruise, which is a film being made right now with um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He has also directed The Shallows, Orphan, House of Wax, and many more. Cool. I mean, I personally don't know him from anything. So. Neither do I. Yeah. So I just know that he works with Dwayne Johnson. Gotcha. So if he works with him and he's going to be the star of this film, that's a good sign because mm-hmm. they've worked together before. Um, I'll do one more before I kick it back to you because cool. I know you don't have a lot. Yeah. Um, rumors for the Batman film state that the villains being looked into are the Riddler, the Penguin, Catwoman, Firefly, Mad Hatter, and Two-Face. That's a lot. Yeah. But if you think about it, there are many fantastic Batman stories out there that have many villains in it. It's just one thing that we've never seen on the big screen done successfully. Like the Arkham, so, the Arkham games are a good example. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. Also, like Hush, which we talked about earlier, yeah. um, does that. The Long Halloween. Um, the Dark Knight Returns kind of a little bit in some areas, but especially Hush and The Long Halloween are two great examples of Batman lore that use a lot of villains now here's my only concern mm-hmm. the arkham games hush the long halloween these all take place later on in batman's yeah, career I, I, if this I is supposed to be an that, origin yeah. film or a you know first few years of service mm-hmm. film i don't see where he's going with this but who knows unless i kind of trust matt reeves so unless they did it more like an arkham origins type thing that'd be interesting or even like have you seen gotham the show yeah these parts yeah. of it kind of like that but after Bruce Wayne is Batman. That could yeah, be interesting. Yeah, that could too. be interesting, yeah. Cool. All right, cool. so I'll go ahead and kick it back to you. Okay, cool. So uh, my last kind of piece of news, I really don't have a lot. Uh, this It's all E3 related. Uh, I got to see Toy Story 4, which is really cool. Uh, so I'll just kind of share my reaction. I think I think going in, I was like, oh, why would they make like a fourth movie? Like the third one concluded everything so well. This is actually, I will say, a brilliant, more epilogue to uh, Toy Story 3. So I think if you kind of go in with that kind of aspect, like, go in thinking it's like an epilogue, I think you're really going to enjoy it. I really loved it. So, um, yeah, it comes out next week. So go check it out. Cool. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. That definitely puts a different perspective on it. Yeah. That makes me um, hate go from hating the idea of this film mm-hmm. to now being interested yeah because that completely puts a spin on it it's definitely this definitely has to be like the last one like i don't see them making anything more after this but i think yeah it's it it's a really good epilogue to two three so okay yeah. cool mm-hmm. all right so i have three more big things to cover cool. and then we'll be done and we still have about nine minutes i can so. <laughs> make up some news for like nine minutes that's ago. not a great okay. idea but 
we want people to like us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Swamp Thing is being canceled after its first season. I haven't even seen the show yet. I was super excited for it, especially from its descriptions mm. and the trailers and all the images and stuff. I heard the pilot was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked it out yet, but I, I want to, and I definitely want to now since it's being canceled so I can at least see what's there. But the original reports stated that the state of North Carolina had promised subsidies subsidies um, to Warner Brothers for filming in their state, and then they cut funds. But um, this story has since been disputed. Um as North Carolina has a certain amount budgeted and signed off on every year. And that is the amount that they provided, the amount that they signed off on. It is unknown the true reason Swamp Thing is being canceled. The original report said that they were getting this large sum of money from North Carolina. And then North Carolina came back and said, whoa, whoa, we don't even have that much budgeted per year for giving the films. So I don't know where you're coming up with this story from. So... No one knows the true reason that Swamp Thing is being canceled. Mm. Maybe it's an internal thing where budgeting was an issue, and they try to blame it on North Carolina. But then North Carolina was like, "Nope, don't blame it on <laughs> us." So I don't, I don't know what's happening there. But it's kind of a shame because people said that it's a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. The whole season has not yet aired, but it still will air on DC Universe. So go ahead and check that out. I do not have a DC Universe s- subscription. Without. I don't know why that word didn't come out, right? But but I do not have a subscription, but I definitely want to check this out. So I hope it comes to Netflix later on, kind of like Titans did. So that is Swamp Thing and the unfortunate news there. Now, on a slightly unrelated note, but kind of still related, Warner's Media, Warner Media, which is Warner Brothers' um, new streaming service, is set to launch in the fourth quarter of 2019. There were recent leaks saying that it would be between $16 and $17, and would include, I know this sounds like a lot, but it would include HBO, Cinemax, and Warner Brothers TV shows and movies. HBO by itself is like 15 Yeah, bucks. I was about to say, I had a so, HBO account for Game of Thrones, and it's like 15 but I canceled it like right after, so. <laughs> so that would actually be like a great deal if you actually use all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, there had been talk in the past of Warner Media service um, launching with three tiers, a movie-focused package, a package with original programming and movies, and a package for um, with the first two, as well as old content. According to the reports, those plans have been scrapped, and it will now be a single package offer. I, personally, prefer the idea of the tiers, because I would rather, you know, pay for a smaller tier that doesn't include all the stuff I'm not going to watch. Mm-hmm. And there's also rumors that um, DC Universe may be scrapped, and its content bundled oh. into this Warner Media. Interesting. Um, some people think that's a good idea. They say, hey, just put it all in one place. Mm-hmm. But some people think what's great about DC Universe is that you can read comics on your TV. And it's a really smooth experience as you read comics. And a lot of people like that aspect of DC Universe streaming service. So people are wondering if maybe they'll reintroduce a, like, how, how do I word this? Like, some people think that maybe you'll be able to log into DC Universe with your Warner Media account if you have Warner Media. Like, you get DC Universe for free. Or that they'll just bundle it straight in and they'll just like add comics to it. So that's that. Cool. Um, And I have one more piece of news. Warner Brothers will not be at Hall H for Comic-Con San Diego 2019. It Chapter 2 will be at Comic-Con, but nothing else from Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers will be back for Comic-Con 2020. Thinking about going forward, they have three things before Comic-Con 2020. The Joker, Birds of Prey and wonder woman 1984 there's only three things they have between now and 
when it comes to DC properties, at least mm-hmm. between now and um, 2020. So I don't really see an issue of them missing, although it will be kind of weird not having them talk about stuff. What are your thoughts on that? Because I know there's some interesting news of what Marvel may be doing for San Diego. Well, Con. actually about that, um, I just I just remembered some news actually about that. Um, there's actually have been some reports that Marvel also will not be at comic that's what i heard yeah yeah so um i mean i don't know if that's confirmed yet i just saw that it most likely they'll be at um what d23 the disney convention instead of comic-con but we'll see it'll be very quiet if both of them are not there i wonder what will take over if this doesn't happen i actually have some ideas that i think anime will take over oh yeah i can see that because there's a lot of shows coming back and a lot of shows that are rumored to come back and not mm-hmm. confirmed, so I can see that really taking over. Yeah, it's just gonna be weird that having not another. Yeah, that would be it's weird. gonna be really weird not having the big two. Yeah, but we have four minutes and fifteen seconds left, and we're done. Nice. So I'll go ahead and stop the timer so it doesn't go off during the next section. Cool. And so now we get to the parts that y'all came here for. <laughs> what are they? Uh. Comic-Con? <laughs> I wish. That's like, more like a month early. Computex and E3. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're here Games. for the Christmas special. <laughs> so we're going to start with Computex and then move on to E3. For those of you who don't know, Computex is no a computer idea. expo. Yeah, not a lot of people know. I didn't actually know about this until about three years ago. Gotcha. But it's a computer expo held annually in Taipei, Taiwan. Since the early 2000s, it is among one of the largest computer and technology trade shows in the world. This year, we got some exciting announcements related to gaming hardware. So a lot of people know about CES, which takes place near the beginning of the year. That I do know about. Consumer Electronics Show. So usually stuff talked about at CES is like, hey, look at this stuff that we're releasing this year. Or smaller companies will say, hey, look at the stuff we're releasing in a few years. Computex tends to be like, hey, look at the stuff we're working on. When's the release date? Gotcha. I don't know. So, um, but we actually got some great news out of Computex this year that has to do with um, gaming hardware. So I'm going to jump right into that. I have a lot to talk about. So I'm going to take a few breaks in between to get some feedback from Lesh on what he thinks, because I think this is his first time hearing this information. So This is not really my specialty, just a well, of course not. Yeah. heads up, but, but I, will, I will comment when I can. <laughs> okay, I think it can have some interesting impacts on console hardware, so that's my thoughts. This year, much like two years ago, was a huge year for AMD. Two years ago, in February of 2017... AMD introduced its Ryzen CPUs based on the Zen architecture, brand new architecture. And at Computex 2017, it released its Threadripper CPUs, the higher end server grade CPUs. These releases rocked the boat because it was the first time in about a decade that AMD was providing some real competition for Intel. Let me say, um, Intel was releasing four core processors over and over and over again without any real innovation then ryzen came to the plate and they were like yeah our low-end processor is four cores our high-end one is six cores and then the one above that is eight so intel was like whoa we have to respond and then the following year they released six core and then this year they released eight core so they really rocked the boat and made intel innovate creating real competition so how does this relate to 2019 though enter zen 2 
The Ryzen 3000 series, which runs on the new Zen 2 architecture, looks like it is ready to kick some butt. Intel is struggling to release their promised 10 nanometer processes, and remember that smaller is better when it comes to process technology size, so they can't even get 10 nanometer, and AMD just announced that it's using 7 nanometer for Zen 2. Um, Intel's still stuck on 14. Oh, dang. AMD announced five third-generation CPUs at Computex, the Ryzen 9 3900X, the Ryzen 7 3800X, the Ryzen 7 3700X, the Ryzen 5 3600X, and the Ryzen 5 3600 non-X. Improvements over last gen include higher core counts, up to 16-core, 32-thread, larger caches, and a big one, a 15% improvement in IPC, which is instructions per clock. IPC is where Intel has been leading against AMD through Ryzen's launch. This means that when programs utilize less cores, Intel CPUs were way better. And up until recently, most games used very few cores, meaning Intel dominated the PC gaming market, even with the Ryzen launch. But in the past year or so, many people have been choosing Ryzen due to more games demanding more cores. Now with AMD improving Ryzen's single core and few core performance, can Intel keep up is the question everybody's asking. We'll just have to wait and see when the Ryzen 3000 series launches on July 7th of this year, especially with AMD's attractive pricing starting at $199, when most Intel CPUs are way above that. Yeah, $199 seems cheap. Yes, definitely. Uh, to start with just a processor, like yeah. um, my processor was almost $300. And it's um, almost as good as the one that they're announcing. So I have an Intel. Gotcha. Um, But that's not all that AMD talked about. They're also releasing the new 570X chipset for motherboards to go along with their new CPUs. The largest improvement in the chipset is support for PCIe Gen 4, which is twice the bandwidth of PCIe Gen 3. And for those of you who don't know, PCIe is where you plug in expansion cards. So like your graphics card plugs into your PCIe port. So now you can have a graphics card. It doesn't mean that there's going to be graphics cards that are twice as fast. But what it means is now this motherboard could support graphics cards that are twice as fast as the fastest one the old one could support. The slot that supports the graphics card is being improved. So um, there's still no info, by the way, on if Intel's next chipset will support PCIe Gen 4, if it'll still be stuck on Gen 3. So this can be AMD's really stepping forward. Um, And the last of AMD's new hardware is in the area of GPUs and graphics cards. This is where I think it gets interesting for next-gen consoles. AMD is launching the new RX 5000 series based on the Navi architecture. Its newly announced RX 5700 looks like it will compete with NVIDIA's RTX 2060, and its new RX 5700 XT, weird naming scheme, seems to be competing with the RTX 2070. The new AMD cards are priced at $379 and $449, respectively. The RTX 2060 and 2070 are currently priced at $349 and $499, respectively. Note that these prices are MSRP, so prices may rise or fall slightly, most likely rise, as seen with the RTX cards. The AMD RX cards are most notably launching without real-time ray tracing, NVIDIA's selling point for RTX. This will be a turnoff for some, but there are also some people who think real-time ray tracing is unnecessary, as many game developers are not building games utilizing real-time ray tracing. The RX 5700 and 5700XT will release alongside Ryzen 3000 series on July 7th of this year. 
So that's all I have for Computex. Cool. But if you're interested in any of the new computer cases, peripherals, laptops, any other things that don't really relate to gaming, be sure to check out some articles online about Computex 2019. And I have a little bit more information about AMD's hardware, but that's when we talk about Xbox and our E3 talk. Um, so with that, let's move on to E3. And I want to start with Xbox so that we can kind of talk about how Computex relates to it. Is that okay? Cool. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So we're starting with Microsoft. So Xbox talked about Xbox Project Scarlet. And they just kind of threw some things up there. They said up to 120 FPS, up to 8K resolution, custom SSD, Zen 2 CPU, and Navi GPU. There you are, AMD. That's what we just talked about at Computex, and that's how it ties in. But it also talked about real-time ray tracing. So I think it's interesting that AMD is releasing this new Navi GPU, the 5700 and the 5700 XT, for consumers without ray tracing. But the xbox is getting some form of a gpu that does support ray tracing gotcha and also with this zen 2 cpu and the navi gpu it's building off of what we just talked about in computex and all this steam that um amd is building up and kind of building their market share against intel it it's interesting to see them also be a part of the xbox here now a couple things um 8K probably refers to the output capabilities, as in like what you see on your home screen. When using the Xbox, it can support up to 8K, um, possibly movies and TV shows and YouTube in 8K. I really doubt that we're going to get AAA gaming at 8K. I, we, I mean, most people don't even have like 4K support yet. So like, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think gaming at 8K is really that. Um, it, I don't know. It just doesn't make much sense to me to, yeah. to have to do it. Yeah. Well, like I was watching a YouTube video this morning, actually. Mm-hmm. Of a guy who has, uh, I watch a lot of his computer videos. He has a really nice computer that he built. Mm-hmm. And he ha- got a new Samsung 8K TV. And he, it, one, it took forever to set up correctly uh-huh. because of all the weird diagnostics you have to do. But he ran a Forza game, you know, the racing games yeah. at 8K. And with the best hardware he had, he got 29 to 30 FPS. Mm. Yeah, And sometimes it was dropping down to like 25s and stuff. So that's with like the best hardware that's available today. Mm-hmm. So I think next year, maybe they can get some games at 30 FPS or lower. But if their whole selling point is, you know, like first person shooters, high FPS, it's going to have to look terrible quality yeah. with high frame rate, or you can have good quality and have it be really choppy. Mm-hmm. Now I can see them easily doing 1080p at 120 frames per second. Yeah. Um, Maybe even 240. It doesn't say 240, but like 240 would be possible with the hardware that they're talking about. But 120, um, 1080p, totally believable. 4K at 120 frames per second, probably not. Mm -hmm. But definitely 4K at 60 frames per second with the hardware they're talking about. So that's cool. Um, They talk about a custom SSD. That's just, uh, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. You have an SSD and you made it. Great job. (laughs) So I don't see how that's any different than just putting in like an NVMe SSD just to make it faster like anybody would do with their computer. Or like if you want to put an SSD in your PS4, take out the hard drive and put an SSD, that should be fine. Mm -hmm. All of these are really just buzzwords to try and get people excited. Do I want them to be able to do 8K at 120 frames per second? Of course. Do I think they can actually do it within one year from now? Absolutely not. I think Project Scarlet, like the PS5, will be comparable to today's high-end gaming PCs. 
That's my opinion. I might be wrong. They might blow me away and release it with brand new hardware that hasn't even been released to the normal people yet. Normal people to, yeah. to the masses yet. So I don't know. We just have to wait and see. I'm just saying, um, don't believe everything you hear when you see all these buzzwords of 120 FPS at 8K. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Not th- not next year. Five years, ten years from now, definitely not not now. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have about Xbox Project Scarlet and about AMD. You have anything you kind of want to say about that? Um. Well, I mean, is it okay to talk a little bit about Halo Infinite? Oh yeah, sure. Because that was revealed to uh, um, it'll be coming out next year for Project Scarlet uh, and Xbox One too. But I mean, no one's gonna be playing Xbox One in a year. No, I'm just kidding. Um. No, but I mean. Question for you: Did you think like Halo Infinite was like a good game to sh- like show off that the new hardware for like Project Scarlet? Because like when I was because it was really just a trailer, right? And so I, I don't know, like none of it really. That was the thing. It it felt just like a cinematic right, trailer. Yeah, but it was supposedly running on Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Right, but so. Yeah, but then again, like, is that a cutscene? Is that actual gameplay? Because right. there's a big difference between cutscenes and gameplay. Yeah. Like, I have an FPS counter always on mm-hmm. on my computer so I can see what my frames are. Yeah. Um, what my frame rate is when I play games on my PC. Mm-hmm. And the all the cutscenes are always the same frame rate. Like, I'll be playing, for example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And I'll be playing my frame rate, you know, depending on where I am, we'll be jumping between, like, 40 and 60. Mm-hmm. And then it just locks into something. I don't remember what it is, but it locks into a number during a cutscene. So if it, it. those were cutscenes, it doesn't really matter because it's recorded footage. Even if it is being right. rendered in real time, it's not something that you're controlling. It doesn't have to worry about other shadows or anything off screen yeah. when rendering it. So I think it would have been more impressive if they were like in this mystery box and they have like a box with like a question mark on it or something. Mm-hmm. We have Project Scarlet. We're going to play a game for you live. Yeah. That would have been. Cool. That's what I thought they were gonna do with Halo uh, when they first were talking about it. I was like, "Oh, yeah. we're gonna see like some really cool." But then I don't know. It seemed like it was a cutscene to me. So yeah, that's. I feel exactly the same. Yeah. No, I'm still excited for Halo Infinite. Oh, yeah. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah. But that's a, a really good com- um, talking point mm-hmm. as to that didn't really show off anything, in my opinion. Yeah. You're right. All right, cool. Well, now let's get into the rest of E3. Cool. Now that we kind of had that bridge from Computex to E3. Gotcha. It's finally time to talk about E3. (laughs) Instead of just listing news like we did for Computex, we're going to be doing something a little different. For our E3 talk, we will be three parts. Um, Part one will be all of the things that stood out to us individually. Part two will be all of the news from E3. We're just going to list it every game, and then we're going to talk about what we liked. And then for part three, we're each going to pick one game that we are most excited for that was talked about at E3. So... Without any further ado, part one. So, the things that stood out the most to me. Four things. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Blair Witch, Halo Infinite, and Marvel's Avengers. Although I have two issues with Marvel's Avengers. They're really small, but they really stood out to me. I'll talk about them later. Mm -hmm. But to me, this E3 was kind of a disappointment. Other than these four titles, I'm not really excited for any games talked about at E3. Now, I have a very different video game style compared to some other people like i'm not i don't like fast-paced games very much um and like first-person shooters are not necessarily my favorite i kind of have like a nostalgia with halo which is why it's a little bit different um but i don't really like the fast-paced games i like more of the slow think about it rpg open world style games Mm -hmm. 
So that kind of explains why there are some big ones that people are talking about that I didn't mention. But I feel like overall, there just wasn't really a lot that was super interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pass it to you, Les. You can talk about it. Cool. Oh, yeah. So uh, the three, I have three games that really stood out to me. Uh, Mine are uh, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Marvel's Avengers, and uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, I guess we'll talk more about those later. But uh, for me, E3 was also a bit disappointing. Um, it didn't really have to do with like the content uh, that they had because there are a lot of games that I am excited for. The issue that I have is that like uh, a lot of those games uh, had 2020 releases, and I love E3 because it kind of like um, gives you kind of like a roadmap of like the fall 2019 lineup. The issue is that all of the 2019 games that are coming out that. I'm really looking forward to had dates going into E3, right? Like Pokemon. Mm, no surprises. Yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield had a Nintendo Direct, like, I think it was like a few days before E3. It gave us the release date. Star Wars Jedi, I'm really excited for that, gave us the date. So, like, there wasn't really, you know, Modern Warfare, I mean, it was, I don't even think it was really, at, it had big presence at E3, but that had a date. There was just, yeah, there wasn't a lot of, like, really surprises. I feel like even at the games they showed, like, we kind of knew that we were going to get that. Like, Marvel's Avengers, they said it was going to be at the show. Like, how cool would it have been if they are like, just didn't say anything and just had it at the end? People would have gone crazy, you know? Um, that would have been awesome. Yeah, but I just feel like uh, this year specifically, there haven't there wasn't any, like, great surprises uh, at E3. So, um, oh, and I put here, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Lesh is more. Sony came out months ago and said they weren't coming to E3. And the funny thing is, is that I'm actually kind of glad they didn't come because, like, I feel like I didn't get disappointed by them because they just weren't there, you know? Like, they didn't have anything to show and so they just didn't come, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. Because you're right. There's a lot here. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like... We knew about, uh, like, most of these, like, yes. going in. Like, yeah. To me, it's like lettuce. Mm-hmm. When you eat a good sandwich, you want your lettuce there. Mm-hmm. But you also want your meat and your cheese and your bread. Mm-hmm. This just felt like lettuce. The whole thing was lettuce with like maybe a couple chunks of meat cheese mm-hmm. thrown in there. But that's not a sandwich. Now, I do think that like part of it is because like the next consoles are supposedly going to come next year. So I'd imagine that they're like, mm. like the next Assassin's Creed is probably going to be next gen, you know? So like, mm-hmm. they're obviously like, let's not show this yet. You know, I bet Rocksteady is working on something that's for next gen at this point. Like we haven't seen what they've been working on since uh, Arkham Knight, you know? So, um, yeah. so maybe that has like something to do with it. Like a lot of companies are kind of just like holding their bigger stuff back for like maybe E3 next year. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this year was a kind of a disappointment. Um, I don't think it was bad, but, you know, um, it just didn't really wow me in any way, really. If something could be not bad while still being not good. Yeah. And that's kind of where I sit with this. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go in and we're going to go by, um, like, brand or developer, kind of like the showcases, and list every game and the information we have on it. We have dates and we have consoles for some. Um, for some, we don't have any information. Mm-hmm. So we're going to list what we have, and then we're going to go back and talk about things. So cool. I'll start with Microsoft. We have Halo Infinite Holiday 2020 on Project Scarlet and Xbox One. We have Gears 5 September 10th, 2019 on Xbox One. Ori and the Will of Wisps of the Wisps, February 11th, 2020 on Xbox One. We have Blair Witch. We have Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC. We have Bleeding Edge. We have Battletoads on Xbox One and PC. We have Age of Empire 2 Definitive Edition on PC. 
We have Wasteland 3 on Xbox One and PC. We have Microsoft Flight Simulator on PC first, coming to Xbox One later. We have Minecraft Dungeons on Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC. We have Spirit Fair on Xbox Game Pass. We have 12 Minutes on Xbox One and PC. We have, we have Forza Horizon 4 Lego Speed Champions expansion. We have Crossfire X and Gears Pop. Cool. So any specifics in these that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, did you want to talk about Halo? I know we kind of talked about that a bit already, but I don't know if you had sure. anything to add. Um, so I played Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, and Halo Reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really good friend growing up, Ethan, and he had an Xbox 360. And so that was like the time where I kind of got into gaming again, because I still only had a PS2 <laughs> at that time. <laughs> And so, like, I couldn't play any new games, so I would always go over his house and we would play games. There was actually a time where he went off, um, I don't remember what it was for, but he went off for several months, and he was like, I need someone to babysit my Xbox, will you do it? And I was like, sure. (laughs) And that's actually the first time I played Skyrim. Cool. I played hours and hours of Skyrim on that, but this is when I first got into Halo, was playing especially Halo 2, 3, and 4, and then Reach came out, and he was over the roof about Reach. I never played Halo 5. And I heard that it kind of sucked and people didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And from what they're saying, Halo Infinite is really Halo 6 and it's going back to their roots. So I'm kind of excited to kind of get that feel that I had when I first got into Halo with Halo um, 2 and 3 and Halo Reach especially. Mm -hmm. Um, Halo 1 and 4, I didn't play a whole bunch, but I did a little bit. But to get that feeling again, I'm excited for that. Cool. I mean, yeah, I I didn't really play Halo. So, I mean, like, I feel like I'm just excited about it because a lot of people are excited about it but um yeah I'm, I'm curious to know like how it's gonna do on the new project scarlet so um yeah yeah and one thing i noticed too is they said project scarlet and xbox one mm-hmm. they just brought the master chief collection to or they're bringing the master chief collection to pc mm-hmm. is halo infinite coming to pc i want to know that yeah because that that's i'm not gonna buy an xbox just to play halo mm-hmm. so if it doesn't come to pc i guess i'm not playing it <laughs> All right, well, continuing right. on down the list. Uh, so, did you want to talk about Gears 5 or no? Um, I don't have much to say about it. I, really I was never either. super into that franchise. Yeah. Um, the next thing I have to talk about is Blair Witch. Okay, I want to talk about Ori real quick. Oh, go for it, go for it. I Here's one of the, like, the examples, I think, of something that like could have been a cool, a, a cool surprise. Like We've seen Ori in the World of the Wisps at xbox conference conferences for like the past like two years or something and they kept saying like 2019 Mm -hmm. 2019 man like i wish that like i understand like development stuff behind the scenes like maybe why it's getting a 2020 date like how cool would it have been if they were just like oh and it's available now because like we never really got like any of that you know like i feel like companies usually are kind of like it's available right now and like that would have been like the perfect game to do it but yeah, I just kind of wanted yeah. to mention that. Because they, they kept saying 2019, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be available now. And then it's like, nope, like, not even this year. Like, okay. Like, that's the thing. Like, they do that with some mobile games uh. where they're like, um, here's the game, blah, 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 blah. They talk about it for 10 minutes. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you can download it right now if you yeah. want. And it's like, whoa, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Why don't they do that with console games? They totally could. Yeah. But um, I know yeah. that they do that sometimes with, like, indie games and, like, smaller games yes, and yes. stuff. And so I thought this was, like, the perfect example of one that would get that treatment. But, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's fine. Nope. Whatever. Uh, so you want to talk about Blair Witch? Yes. So I had actually never seen the Blair Witch. Excuse me, the Blair Witch Project. But Sydney and I watched it 
about a month or so ago oh, cool. for the first time. That's an old movie, so it was one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think the coolest part about it was that you never see the witch. So cool. you kind of see some like creatures and like hallucinations in the trailer. I wonder if you'll actually ever see the actual witch, but it seems like a really cool concept of a game. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching some gameplay and like, apparently like you can look back at your camera and you're, you can like record things as you go. Oh, cool. And then you can like look back at the camera and watch the tapes that you've recorded to like see oh, things cool. that you've done and try and see if you missed anything. And then also, like, you find tapes along the way as you try and solve this mystery as to this kid that disappeared. Like, you find his tapes and you watch it. And you can kind of walk in his footsteps to see what happened. Mm-hmm. So the idea of it being, like, a jump scare type game, but also, like, the thriller type of scary. And also, like, a mystery that you're trying to solve with all these puzzles. That seems kind of cool to me. Yeah. Honestly, when I saw this, uh, at first I thought it was Outlast 3. I don't know. Have you ever uh-huh. played Outlast? No, but I know of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. And then when I, I was actually kind of glad it wasn't Outlast. Like, I feel like we get sequels all the time. So it was cool that mm-hmm. it was like a new thing, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, it looked, it looked interesting to me. But I don't really do that great with horror games. So, yeah. I don't either. But Amnesia mm-hmm. kind of got me into that type of game. But I liked Amnesia because of all the puzzles, because of the great story. So if they can do that type mm-hmm. of thing with the Blair Witch, mm-hmm. then I think it could be great. If it's just scary and none of these things I talked about are actually mm-hmm. um, done well, then I don't think it'll be a good game. But if they can provide a good story and make fun puzzles, mm-hmm. then I think it'd be good. Yeah. All right. So the next thing that I want to talk about is Flight Simulator. I don't know. Did you want to talk about anything before that? Um, I'll just real quick. Uh-huh. The Skywalker Saga, Lego Star Wars, I guess, you know, you just got to continue it. I remember I had the original Saga and the prequel Saga games on PS2. Oh, cool. And then they released the entire saga, I think is what they called it, or the full saga, mm, something mm. like that. Um, like, I think for PS3 and Xbox 360, if I remember correctly. Gotcha. But either way, that was um, something interesting. Mm-hmm. I myself um, do not particularly like the new trilogy mm-hmm. and the direction they're taking it, but I can appreciate that they're putting everything into one game. So yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I got you. Um, I probably won't play it, but it's nice to see because it's a great game for um, kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I played that game when I was younger, my dad played it with me. Mm-hmm. So it's a great family bonding experience. It's a game yeah. for all ages. And it's great for kids to be able to bond with their parents because it's a game that even parents can understand how to play if they've never played video games before. Yeah, I feel like with the Lego games, I always try and get those like when they're on sale. One, because like I don't have a kid to play it with. And two, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm a bit too old to be playing a Lego game with my parents. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but I mean, like, for, like, I'm glad that they're kind of bundling it all together. Um, and like, do they even have like a new, do they have Lego games for the new trilogy or no? I don't think so, because the ninth movie hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. So that's, and this comes out so, shortly after the ninth movie. It comes out next year. Yeah, so new content, which is cool. So, yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. Um, yeah, so the next, the next game I want to talk about is Microsoft Flight Simulator, just for a little bit. This was the game. Like, the fact that they gave this game, like, a good, like, trailer and stuff like that, like, on the, on, in their conference, I think is proof right there that they, they did not need to do a conference this year. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm like, why are they showing this game? Well, like, the simulator games are yeah. really cool because they're really intense. Yeah. 
And they're awesome games, but it's not a game that you would show off at E3. Yeah, like, put it in a sizzle reel or something. Don't give me, like, a full, like, gameplay, like, yeah. walkthrough of it. Yeah, I, so I just thought that Unless was kind of funny. you're going to show off something like Project Scarlet, and you're showing off the hardware yeah. capabilities, then this is a great game to do that. Right. So I, they should have either kept it out or used it to show off Project Scarlet. Yeah. That was, like, that was like the game where I was like, oh, okay, and that, now it, it makes sense why Sony did not attend this year. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's really all I have to talk about with Microsoft. I don't know if you have anything. Same. Oh, actually, wait. The, the 12 Minutes game. Did you see the like trailer for that? I didn't. That, actually, that game actually looked really interesting. Like I was I was tempted to put it like on my list of games I want to get and stuff, but... Um, what is it? It's like... It's basically like a time loop thing. Basically, like you're playing the, the same like 12 minutes like over and over again type thing. I, the, the, the trailer like had it so like... Um, like you're playing as like some husband or something, and you're telling uh, your wife that like someone's gonna come in and kill her, in like in like a couple minutes or something. But then it like shows like different like outcomes of that scenario. It looks really interesting. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. So kind of like the whole idea of playing the same thing over and over again with different scenarios. So here's a good example. I finally got to the part in Assassin's Creed where I unlocked New Game Plus. Oh, okay. You know, where it's kind of like you can start a new game with all of your yeah. achievements and keep them at the same level and everything. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like that, except instead of what took me 80 hours yeah. will take you 12 minutes. Right, exactly. And you just keep playing over and over with the knowledge that you had from before. Yeah. To kind of change things. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, like there was one, like, um, they kind of just like did like a sizzle reel of all like the outcomes you can have. Like there's one of like where like he, uh, like the husband gets blamed and the cops arrest him. Like there's one where he's just like holding his wife um, in his arms. I think there's one where you're like fighting the guy. Like it's just like really cool. Um, it also kind of reminds me of the Stanley parable. Yeah, actually that's exactly what it reminded me of too. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah. So I got to check out the trailer. Yeah, go check that out. Yeah, so that's Microsoft in cool. a nutshell. Want to jump into Bethesda? Sure. Here, why don't you list all the games that were mentioned? Yeah, so the games that we have, uh, Fallout 76 got like some DLC expansion announcements. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo um, is the other one. Deathloop. Uh, both of those games got announced. We don't have any um, like consoles uh, announcements yet for that. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, uh, Doom Eternal, uh, and Wolfenstein uh, Cyberpilot, uh, The Elder Scrolls Blades, Commander Keen. Um, and then there was no Starfield or Elder Scrolls. Just wanted to... I know people were, like, excited for those two, but we, we did not get any mention of those two. Cool. Yeah. All right, so let's go back and talk about some of them. Want to start at the top? Yeah, so Fallout 76. I, one, I'm proud of them for actually, like, acknowledging it was, like, a total just, like, train wreck at launch. And I'm actually really excited for what they have planned. They're, they're bringing, uh, like, they have a new expansion coming out. It, they said that all expansions are free, which is really cool. Uh, honestly, I'm guessing that they're making them free because of all the backlash. I mean, that's just what I think. Like as an apology gift? Yeah, but uh, it's going to bring in NPCs, which... Correct me, Josh, I don't know if you know, were they, did they not have NPCs I in the base game? I think one of the biggest selling points for Fallout 76 was there are no NPCs. Everybody is an actual player. Like, if you talk to anybody in the game, it is another person playing a real life person playing in the game yeah because it was interesting because like i saw a lot of people get really excited 
like that they're bringing NPCs and I'm like oh yeah that's cool that they're excited and blah 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 but at the same time I'm like shouldn't that have just been included in like the base game of it <laughs> like well I think but... when they first released it everybody was excited that there were no NPCs because it was oh, like okay you're gonna have to go out and find people mm-hmm. but then they started playing the game and saw how large the game was and that you had to travel oh, so and that far there was, like, without nothing. running into any I characters see. it was kind of unrealistic got it so it was kind of like everybody thought it would be a good idea but then it wasn't so now they're kind of fixing that. Got it. Yeah. So they're, they're bringing NPCs and missions with some expansion, and they're also building a, bu- a building. They're bringing a battle royale, and there's nukes in there. <laughs> like, how does that even work? I'm not gonna say the okay. The, yeah. <laughs> F yes. I mean, like it's it's like cool in hindsight, but like I'm just trying to think how that would even work. Like a battle royale yeah. with nukes. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> but. I'm I'm proud of them for like you know like ad- admitting it was bad at launch, but that they're just kind of sticking with it. So I've always been kind of iffy on this game because, like mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, I really like open world mm-hmm. RPGs, which is yeah. what the Fallout series was. Yeah. Now I've always been more of a fantasy guy over a sci-fi guy, which is why I've always preferred Elder Scrolls over Fallout. But the whole making this a multiplayer game mm-hmm. kind of threw me off a little bit. I was a little excited, but. I always do better with single player games, mm-hmm. and I definitely do not like battle royales. Mm-hmm. Be- and I admit it be- it's because I'm not good at them. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to have fun when you're not good at something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now you can be okay at something and improve and have fun, but when you just suck at it, right. <laughs> it's hard to be- to enjoy it. So cool for the people who like battle royale, but the idea of introducing npcs and missions Mm -hmm. now i'm more interested in the game because it's getting back to that um open world rpg where you have to go on quests and stuff i like that yeah so i might actually be interested in getting this game now where i was very skeptical at the beginning Mm -hmm. i was it's interesting i was i was very excited for this game when they announced it it came out i became skeptical and now i'm excited again so yeah um next thing uh ghostwire tokyo and deathloop were announced uh they look both look intriguing to me but they didn't show gameplay so, um, it's kind of when it comes to yeah. Sorry, when it comes to Ghostwire Tokyo, I feel exactly the way of what you wrote here. Mm-hmm. It looks intriguing, but I need to see some gameplay. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like you need to see gameplay before you can like you know sell me on like a new IP. You know, I need to at least see like what you're going to be doing, what it's like. Also, the fact that they did not announce consoles for these, do you think they could be next gen? Possibly because they didn't mention it. So. Yes, I, I'm kind of with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with Ghostwire Tokyo, the trailer that they showed, if that was a movie, I'd think that was awesome. Yeah. I would go see the movie. And that's why I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they can turn that into a game. So yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. With some gameplay, it'll be the deciding factor for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really all I have to... Well, I guess, unless we want to talk about Starfield or the Elder Scrolls. But that's really all I have to say about Bethesda. Yeah, well, Elder Scrolls Blades, the big announcement was it was coming to Switch, and there were updates on iOS and Android. I haven't played that yet. I actually have it downloaded on my phone, because when they first announced it, I was like, this is awesome. I pre-ordered it, and then when it came out, it automatically downloaded to my phone since I pre-ordered it, even though it was free. Gotcha. Um, the, um, what, sorry, when it comes to Elder Scrolls Six, I wish that they had said something, but I'm also happy that they didn't, mm-hmm. because if they had said something, I'd want it to be coming out within the next year i'd want it to be at least 2020 now we know that's not the case yeah starfield is supposed to be coming first so yeah i totally expect us to have some starfield stuff yeah and e3 2020 yeah same maybe even gameplay and a release date that could be like their big game yes yeah. and then a teaser for elder scrolls 6 
hopefully a title. What is our location? Mm-hmm. Where are we going to be? Are we going to be in Hammerfell or are we going to be somewhere else? So that's kind of what I hope comes next year when it comes to Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6. I want a release date and gameplay for Starfield, and I want a title and location for Elder Scrolls. If they do have a conference next year, I think they they really need Starfield at least because I don't think Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop can like be like the bulk of their conference, yeah, especially since they're like newer yeah. IPs. Oh, I guess Starfield is too, but we know that there's that hype with more with Starfield, so um, yeah. they need something like big, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Do you think we'll get a location and name for Elder Scrolls 6 next year? I think name, I don't know about location. Well, if the location is the name. Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. Then. But you're right, it might not be. Right. Like Oblivion yeah. was not a location. It was a plot device. Yeah. So, and also what time period it'll take place in. Unless. I hope that'll take place after Skyrim, but we don't know. Unless they want to keep the hype on Starfield, you know, because I feel like if you show Elder Scrolls 6, potentially that could kind of steal it. Steal the show. Oh, that's know? true. Elder Scrolls Six will take all the hype yeah. if they do anything. So I guess it depends on how much they want to bank on Starfield. I guess. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. All right, ready to move on? Yeah. All right, from Take Two Interactive slash Two K Games, we just have two things: Borderlands Three and The Outer Worlds. I was never a big fan of Borderlands because I, the art style kind of drove me off. I know that was a selling point for a lot of people, and a mm-hmm. lot of people like that. I know also the um, randomization of guns is a big thing for that too like i said i was never a fan of the borderlands series i know you were do you want to talk about oh, it a little bit actually not really for me either um yeah i mean like i one thing i'll just point out that i kind of forgot to mention in these flashes like there's free uh borderlands 2 dlc out right now um that kind of ties into borderlands 3 it's gonna like bridge the gap between 2 and 3 oh interesting um so like if yeah you need borderlands 2 um, or I guess the handsome Jack collection or whatever it's called, but you you need that in order to do it. I know with PS Plus members, if you're a PS Plus subscriber, you have it for free. It's the free game this month. Um, so go download it if you want. Yeah, I'm not as kind of sold on Borderlands Three. There just isn't really enough kind of to kind of get me in. Um, at okay. least not day one. But yeah, who yeah. knows? I know my cousins are really excited for it. So okay, cool. the Outer Worlds. I don't even like. I saw a trailer. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. Yeah, I don't know. So. But all right, All right on. yeah. Uh, Electronic Arts. Uh, we have uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, Apex Legends, the second season, uh, Battlefield Five Chapter Four, The Sims Four Island Living, uh, Viva Twenty, and then Viva Twenty Legacy Edition for Switch, and then Madden Twenty. So, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm actually really excited for. I just found out that the the guy that did the uh, combat for God of War, which was one of my favorite games last year, is actually doing the combat for Star Wars Jedi. Um, so very excited to kind of see what that will be about, uh, specifically like with the force and lightsaber and stuff like that. So cool. Yeah. It looks really interesting and promising. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, I'm just always skeptical ever since episode seven, I've been super skeptical of anything star Wars Mm -hmm. just because of my opinions about the direction that they took and my negative opinions towards it. Um, story wise, I'm always kind of skeptical as to new star wars stuff but it does look very intriguing and i'll say that well what gives me hope is that like i really love respawn and like they're doing uh they did apex legends and the titanfall games so uh yeah that okay. that is kind of what's making me really excited for okay, jedi cool. but i will say though that um and we'll talk more about this later it's the same day as pokemon and uh if you know me pokemon beats basically everything so <laughs> 
Um, I am excited for it. I, I don't know if it's a day one buy for me just because it's the same day as Pokemon. So, but cool. Uh-huh. All right, moving on. Oh, right, anything also, else there? Uh, Apex Legends season two. We also have the new um, the new legend that's coming in. Uh, she'll come in when season two comes out on July second. So cool. Yeah. And then uh, anything, anything else, else from BA? No. Okay, cool. All right, next is CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk 2077, and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition coming to Switch. Um, Cyberpunk 2077, a lot of people are hyped about. Uh, Keanu Reeves is like, oh, yeah. or something. That was, the, that was the one thing, this entire E3, that made me go like, what the? Because it was just so random. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I'm excited, but... For me, this game does not seem super hype. A lot of people it's super hype for. I'm just saying when wait. it comes to my perspective, yeah. nothing really jumped out to me. And I think again, it's sci-fi and I'm not a huge fan of sci-fi. So, um it could be interesting. I still don't understand and know what the game is completely about. Mm-hmm. But um people are hyped for it. So, this is, that's cool. I'm happy when people are happy. Yeah, this is like the one game where I was like I need to get the collector's edition for it because I'm like super hyped for it. And then I found out when I tried to pre-order it, it was sold out. So if you <laughs> if you guys see the uh, collector's edition like on pre-order, you might, and you're interested, just you know maybe think about it because it's probably going to be gone within like 30 minutes after you look at it. Um, I think that got a date of April. 14th? Oh yeah, April something. April 16th next. April year. 16th, 2077 so, is the day yeah. it comes out. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be so mad. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, like, I am glad it's not this fall because I feel like anything else that comes out this fall would just be dead. But man, like, 2020 is going to be so packed already. Like, there's yeah. like a ton of games I got announced for that year. But um, so, what is this game about? Because I don't. So understand. basically, it takes place in 2077, obviously, and you're kind of playing as kind of like, um, kind of like a cyborg, like bounty hunter type thing. Actually, it kind of reminds me of Alita in a lot okay. of ways. Um, but basically, you're like some super powered like bounty hunter type thing. It's first person, uh, open world. Um, yeah, it takes place in like a cyberpunk like city type thing. But um, story wise, we don't know too much. So interesting. But, yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily sound like my style. Yeah. But if anybody listening, if that's your style, check it out because that sounds like it sounds intriguing and interesting. Just not my style but if it is your style like i said check it out because it sounds interesting the one thing too that i'll say that i'm really happy about is because last year um there was like some uh cd project red was doing like a youtube stream and I, and I checked into it i think i might have mentioned this on the podcast before but um they weren't showing like anything and i'm just like like why are they like live streaming right now like are they gonna show like cyberpunk oh, i remember you telling me yeah this. and so i i went on youtube and i'm like let me just check it out and then i was about to like log off and then they showed like like 48 minutes of cyberpunk 27 that was like our first big like gameplay like look of it and i like freaked out it was awesome but i will say that i'm really glad they did not do like a gameplay thing at this e3 because i feel like we see this all the time with games where they just showed like too much now Right, so mm-hmm. I'm glad that they were like, "Hey, here's a trailer. Here's Keanu Reeves. It's out on this day." Like they didn't really go like super in depth, which I like. So, um, yeah, really pumped for that game. Uh, do you have anything else to say about that? Or not really? Witcher Three. I just want to say that was one. Of, that's one of my favorite games ever. I cannot believe it's coming to Switch because I saw people like um, like posting about it, like, "Oh, is it going to come to Switch?" And blah blah. I'm like. There's no way the Switch has the capacity to hold Witcher 3. Like, there's no way. And then they announced it, and I'm like, 
Son of a gun. <laughs> they did it. I mean, I'm not going to get it because I have it on my PS4. I don't know why I'd get it again on Switch. Yeah. But like, I'm like, how how did they manage to get that huge of a game on the Switch? That's crazy. But Well, they did it with Skyrim. Yeah, so that's true. They did it with Skyrim, just, yeah. But then again, but, Skyrim was, what, like oh, yeah, a few years five years old, old at yeah. the time? Five, but, six years old? Yeah. <clears throat> Seven? <laughs> Still, it's like, man, like, I, I can't believe they made it do that. But anyway. Yeah. All right, Konami. Uh, we have. I honestly don't know what either of these are. Uh, Contra no, Rogue we'll Core, and then Contra Anniversary Collection. If you know what that is, check it out. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea what those are. So, all right. Next is Square Enix. Final Fantasy VII Remake coming to PS4. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles coming to PS4, Switch, and mobile. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers coming to PC. And then we have Circuit Superstars, War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, and then Romancing Saga 3, and then Scarlet Grace, and then Dragon Quest Builders 2, and then The Last Remnant Remastered for Switch, and then Trials of Mana, Collection of Mana coming to Switch, and then Marvel's Avengers. I don't have anything to say about any of those except for Marvel's Avengers. What about I'll just you? talk about uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake real quick. Uh, okay. I never played the the original Final Fantasy VII. I know it's like regarded as one of the greatest games ever or whatnot. Really excited to play the remake because I haven't played it. Um, it's coming out March 3rd, also 2020. It's crazy. All of these got 2020 dates. Um, yeah. But yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and then basically I was really excited for that. And then the entire rest of the conference, I'm like, where's Avengers? Where's Avengers? So yeah, I didn't really care for any of these other games, but, um, I've actually never played a Final Fantasy game. I played Final Fantasy 13 and that was the only one I played. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll check one of them out one day. I actually liked 13. That was a good one, but that's on the old gen consoles. Now, do you have to like start at Final Fantasy one and work your way through? I think it's, it's like a different story for each one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll talk Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. You want me to say my two little things yeah, that I didn't like? Yeah, because it might be the same that the same thing that I have, so... Okay. So, I understand this is in its own universe. Mm-hmm. It's not connected to the MCU at all. I do not expect the faces to look like the actors and actresses from the MCU. Mm-hmm. I do not expect their voices. But I do expect them to look good and sound good. Thor's face looked really weird to me. Um, Captain America's voice and Tony's voice sounded really weird to me. They just don't sound like or look like the characters. Um, I thought that Iron Man looked great. Hulk and Bruce looked great. Captain America looked all right. Um, um, what am I trying to say? Um, Black Widow looked fine. Um, and I think Thor's face looked horrible, but his body looked great. It sounds really weird to say, <laughs> but <laughs> you know he what I mean. He was checking them out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, um. That, that um, it yeah. was kind of off-putting to me. For me, I think I I did not like the look of Black Widow at all. Uh, for me, I think a lot of and then I the rest of it is kind of voice related, but because I know those voices from other uh. characters, so like with Iron Man, he voices uh, Nolan North, he voices Nathan Drake in Uncharted, which if you know, okay. Uncharted is one of my favorite game series ever. So like for me, it was just so glaring to have him like just do the same voice for Tony Stark, as he did with Nathan Drake. Um, so yeah, I agree that for me, the big issue was, yeah, the animations for some of them and then the voices for some of them. Um, and like we said, it doesn't have to match up with the MCU, yeah. but they they got to match the characters. Yeah, I see like a lot of people being like, oh, why is this not like 
MCU like related and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, well, Spider Man, the PS4 Spider Man wasn't, and that turned out to be fine, you know? Yeah, that um, was awesome. And I, I think a lot of the people like keep comparing it to like the MCU. One, I think if you do make this like an MCU thing, I think that confuses like the like just the regular people, right? They're like, oh, when does this? Because they would have to follow the. When does this take place in the timeline and blah 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 blah? Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm glad that they're doing like their own thing with it. But yeah, I think the um the animation. Um, like just the looks and like their their voices for some of them were a bit off for me too. Now, um, when does this come out? This comes out May, I want to say fourteenth, twenty twenty. See, now, May fifteenth, twenty twenty. This is now. I understand why they waited until now because you know the MCU. Um, as we know it is pretty much done mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean by yeah. the way this, I say that. Yeah, as we saga. know it is yeah. done. It's changing a lot as it goes mm-hmm. forward. So now is a great time to talk about it. But if they had like released this footage one year earlier and they heard people's complaints about like the looks of some yeah. things, they would have had time to fix it. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if they do now with about one year of time to go back and fix some things that some people are unhappy with. Like I said, the game looks fantastic. Other mm-hmm. than that, but that's you're playing as this character, so I think I think the big thing with me is that I feel like we need it. Like I'm excited for it just because it's like Marvel. I'm a huge Marvel fan, but I think they needed to like show gameplay. And like I know, mm-hmm. like we saw like like glimpses of what looked like gameplay in the trailer, but I wanted like a full like gameplay like breakdown of this, right? Because and I feel like. They were building it up so much, like this is gonna be like our the game that we're gonna show off, and we it's been quiet for two years. Like I'm disappointed that they didn't like give us like a gameplay like walkthrough of it. Um, yeah, I do like yeah. though. Um, like, have you heard them like talk about like the multiplayer and stuff like that? I haven't. So the multiplayer aspect, at least what they talked about, has me like very excited. Um, so, is it like co-op story mode? So it's going to be like a co-op, I believe it's like supposed to be co-op, like open world story-esque type oh, thing. Oh, that sounds cool. And then basically each story is going to be like a new comic arc, or like a different comic arc. Um, and they're going to be, really and they're cool. going to add um, new characters. The cool thing is that it's all for free, which is really cool. So, um, oh, and they, they tease Ant-Man is going to be like the, the next one, supposedly, but. Um, cool. I know a lot of people are like, "Where's Hawkeye?" Man, like, no, none of you would play as Hawkeye. Don't even give me that. Like, where is Hawkeye? <laughs> Honestly, I would. But oh, really? Just, oh, I'm well, surprised. because like when it comes, like when I play Skyrim, when I play Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. Odyssey and Origins, I use my bow and arrow all the oh, time. Oh, interesting. I love okay. Video game bow and arrow mechanics. Uh-huh. So that I, I don't know, if, if they could do it like that, I would enjoy it. But I'm one voice in a sea of many. See, I feel like now, I feel like not a lot of people are going to play as Black Widow either. So I feel yeah. like you just needed one of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense, but yeah. Um, but I'm just excited to see another superhero game. Yeah, same here. That oh, isn't just a straight fighting game. And cool thing uh, is that they hinted that it is in the same universe as the Spider-Man game, which is really cool. Oh, that'd be cool. So yeah, really excited about that. Um, How cool would it be if you get to the end of this game's story mode? And you get like introduced to Spider Man, and that's how it ends. That would be so cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you because know, like in the in the Spider Man game, he like there's Avengers Tower, and he go, like if you explore around Avengers Tower, like he'll just say something of like, oh yeah, the Avengers are on the West Coast, like for some big event or something like that. And then literally the trailer starts starts off, and they're in what like San Francisco or something. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. Um. But yeah, really excited for that game. I really need to see more though. But yes, I'm yeah. with you there. Um, 
Well, it's a superhero game, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, they same. Have my, they have my interest, and um, they have my wallet as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next up, we have Ubisoft. Uh, so we have, for Ubisoft, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, and a lot of these are, like, DLC stuff, but we have DLC for uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint is coming out this fall. Um, Brawlhalla, it's, it's getting Adventure Time DLC. Um, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, Just Dance 2020, which, fun fact, is still coming to the Wii. <laughs> uh, For Honor. Wait, like, original Wii? Yeah, like Wii Wii, yeah. That's hilarious. It's always, like, some Wii. joke. <laughs> it's always some joke that, like, oh, they keep making it for the Wii, and sure enough, this game is still on Wii. So That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, For Honor has, like, some cool DLC coming out. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine. That's, like, a new game. Uh, DLC for The Division 2. Uh, Roller Champions, and then Gods and Monsters. So, um, oh, okay. Go ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say, Watch Dogs Legion, I feel like it, I'm so intrigued by it. I don't know how well it's gonna turn out, because I do have it on, like, my, like, most excited list. I think I'm more excited just to see, like, how it's gonna work, because what they're planning on doing, like, you've seen, like, the trailer and gameplay and stuff, right? And yeah, I've heard a little bit about like, it. It seems so ambitious, and I'm like, I'm wondering if they can actually, like, pull it off well think about the first watchdogs and how like from what i've heard it was pretty bad and then they like did everything they wanted to do in, from watchdogs in watchdogs too and it was super successful do you think that the same thing is going to happen where they're gonna have to make a fourth game for it to pull off what they're showing now see here's the thing i actually loved watchdogs and i hated watchdogs too really yeah i've never played either yeah i just heard I, from some editing. i feel like watchdogs one like in terms of like story and care i know a lot of people were like oh it's so it's so dull and it's so like dark and everything. And I'm like, that's why I really enjoyed it. Like Watch Dogs 2, like they, they made it like brighter. Like they made it more colorful. Like the characters have kind of more personality and it just came across as like real, like corny to me, like a lot of the dialogue. And I'm like, this just seems like some cheapo game that they made, you know? Um, Watch Dogs Legion. I think the thing that it kind of excites me with it. One, I think that, I think it's fair to say that like this franchise is still like, needs to find its footing, I think, with, like, the mass audience, um, in terms of, like, how Assassin's Creed is and everything like that. Um, so I think, I think this game needs to be successful if we are gonna see a Watch Dogs 4, I think. Yeah. Like, if, if it's not, if it doesn't do sense. well, I think, I think this is the, I think this is the end for Watch Dogs if it doesn't do well. Um, the one thing that does have me worried is because I am, like, a big character guy, and so, um, for me, like, I love getting attached. Like, I think that's why I love Watch Dogs 1 so much, is because I was able to get attached, like, one character, and I kind of just ro- ran with it. With Watch Dogs Legion, like, for you to be playing as anyone, um, I think is really cool, but I- I'm just wondering if, like, you'll have enough time to kind of develop those, like, relationships with those characters, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if anyone can yeah. die at any moment, I kind of suck at video games. So, like, I'm pro- a lot of my team is probably going to end up dead. But... <laughs> Like, but you can play it as, like, a grandma. Like, how crazy is yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that. That's kind of funny. Yeah, like, that was, like, real funny. Uh, like, I'm curious to know, like, do all these characters really have, like, that in-depth story? Like, it just seems, like, so ambitious to me. Like, I can't picture it. But, I mean, who knows? If they could pull it off. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Um, that, I, that also got a date. It's also 2020. Um, March 6, 2020. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. The only thing, other thing I want to talk about on that list is Gods and Monsters. Do you have anything else in between there? Uh, Roller Champions looks really fun. Uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, Rocket League a bit. 
I heard a lot um, of people saying yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm kind of like in like kind of itching for a new like Rocket League type game. So uh yeah, I'm interested t- to learn more about that. Um yeah, Gods and Monsters, I mean, it was kind of hard for me to, to get excited for it just because they didn't show gameplay, but um I like the art the direction I, though. Yeah, the way I feel about it is they were like from the creators of Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. Odyssey. A new game about Greek mythology. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I saw it, and just like the art style seems too playful. It reminded me a lot of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, I, I heard those yeah. comparisons as well. But I kind of agree. And I'm just, I'm like kind of upset that they didn't show gameplay for it because they, they gave it a date also of 2020, February 25. And I'm like, that's not that far away. They couldn't show like anything else. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, like what are they waiting for? Like, that would have been the perfect opportunity to show something, but. Yeah, I I am surprised that that is the game that they decided to end their conference with because that's kind of mm-hmm. what they ended with. Like I would have ended with Watch Dogs, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. But like, I'm surprised, or even Roller Champions looked really cool too. But I'm surprised they like ended like with this trailer that's like very vague that doesn't really show you anything, you know. Um, yeah. But oh well. Moving on, Sega. We have the Sega Genesis Mini Console. Coming in 2019 with mini games and 35 classic games. So that's the second piece of hardware coming out of E3. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it comes to the games from Sega, we have Panzer Dragoon Remake coming to Switch. And Fantasy with a PH, Fantasy Star Online 2 coming to Xbox One. I'm not familiar with any of these. No, yeah, same. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, uh, Namco Bandai. Uh, we have Tales of Arise, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, uh, Code Vein. The Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medin, and then Rad. Yeah. So I know you want to these, talk about Dragon Ball. Yeah, so this one really sticks out to me. We had... Now, this was actually super exciting because back in February, I think it was. Was it February or January? I don't remember. PlayStation, their um, YouTube channel released a short trailer for what was called Dragon Ball project z oh i remember that and it was a game yeah and no one really understood what it was just that it was going to be you follow the story of goku through his adventures and it's an um an adventure rpg so people were really excited about that and this was actually the first time we saw the title so people were really excited about that dragon ball z kakarot is what it's called and it's People are calling it an instance open world RPG, meaning that it's not completely open world. You can't go anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, you'll be um, following a storyline. Like, for example, it starts at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z where Raditz comes to Earth and so on. But you don't have to go and fight Raditz right away. You can go off and do some quests, but you're still stuck in this area. Like, you can't so, go off to planet Namek so like, and have it that much open world. Kind of like the newer Tomb Raider games. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good yeah. um, comparison. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just like that, where you can kind of do things in the area, but you're following the main story, and it's open world within the area of the story. Like they have, just like like the they have open world sections. Yes, kinda. yes. Yeah. Great way to describe mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. The Tomb Raider games yeah. is very much like those. I mean, I love Tomb Raider, um, so I'm always thinking about yeah. Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be following the whole Dragon Ball Z storyline. So all the, we're, we saw footage starting in... Um, like the Raditz saga, all the way through the Frieza saga, which are just the first two arcs of the game of the series. But I'm ex- there's still two more arcs 
to explore that we didn't see any footage from. And people are expecting that we'll go all the way through that because of the name of the game, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot. Mm-hmm. You play as Goku and you go through Goku's adventures. But we do know that throughout Dragon Ball Z, there are times when Goku is dead or Goku is suffering from a heart attack or he is recovering or he is just training in space while the story is following other people. So will we get to play as other people such as Krillin and Piccolo and Gohan? Maybe. What the game developer said is that you play mainly as Goku. They didn't say you play only as Goku. They said mainly as Goku. Was that a slip of words or was that, you know, actually saying that you can play as other people just mainly as Goku? We don't know. I think it'd be great to be able to play as like Vegeta and Piccolo and Gohan and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, especially during the cell arc playing as Gohan would be really cool. Mm -hmm. But um, there are some really interesting mechanics like you actually like catch fish and cook the fish and you have to like if you want to like keep your energy up you have to eat things throughout the game so there's a lot of interesting rpg elements in it and there's also a bunch of easter eggs like for example android 8 was never in dragon ball z Mm. but he was an original dragon ball and you see during the gameplay that he actually goes and talks to android 8 for a side quest Mm -hmm. so it's like that's not part of the main storyline of the show or the game but it's a little easter egg to the earlier show original dragon ball so that's kind of cool Cool. um the game looks really intriguing. I'm definitely going to get it because of what I've seen so far. The art style is really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there is gameplay online, about 10 minutes of gameplay and a two and a half minute trailer. So I'd recommend watching the trailer, then watching the gameplay. Um, I'm really excited for the game. Um, I think if it does the whole Dragon Ball Z saga, it's definitely worth $60 as like a AAA game. Mm-hmm. If it's only through the Frieza saga, which I highly doubt. I don't think it's worth $60, but let's say they made it only through the Frieza saga. It was $30, and then they're going to release future sagas for like $10 or $20 each mm-hmm. as DLC. I'd be okay with that too. But for me, for $60, it has to have the whole Dragon Ball Z canon in it. Now, one interesting thing about this game actually relates to you, Lesh. Oh, okay. So we talked about before on um, trying to get you to watch uh-huh. Dragon Ball Z, but it's 291 episodes. Uh-huh. And you just don't have time for that? Yeah. Understandably. Playing this game would be the same as watching Dragon Ball Z, except with even more side quests and stuff. Now I'm really intrigued. (laughs) So what you could do is you can just play this game, and then you'll get all the references I make. Because you'll pretty much play the series. I'm going to have to get this game now. So I can understand half of what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, you want to do... read through nintendo stuff sure yeah we got a lot with nintendo um so uh, some dlc new fighters for super smash bros ultimate uh dragon quest 11 luigi's mansion 3 uh the dark crystal age of resistance tactics uh the legend of zelda Link's awakening uh trails of mana i want to say that's tri- that's supposed to be trials but something of mana <laughs> collection of mana uh fire emblem three houses resident evil 5 resident evil 6 uh, no More Heroes 3. Uh, oh, yeah, these Contra games we talked about already. Um, Rogue Corps and uh, Anniversary Collection. Uh, Damon X Machina. Uh, Panzer Dragoon. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Astral Chain. Empire of Sin. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. The Black Order. Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Animal Crossing New Horizons. And an untitled uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. So, cool. I'll start with Smash Bros. Uh, they announced Banjo-Kazooie, which I know a lot of people 
were like hoping he would be in the game, and he got announced. So congratulations to you guys. I have never played Banjo Kazooie, so didn't really do anything for me. But I know a lot of people got excited about that. Um, Luigi's Mansion Three I thought looked really really awesome. Uh, that does not have a date. It's supposed to come out this year still, um, but no date was given for that. Um, Fire Emblem. Do you have anything that you want to say about any of these or no? Not really. Okay. Um, to me, nothing really stood out except for the Olympic Games and um, Pokemon. Okay. All right. But um, I'll say one thing about Zelda. I've never been unpopular opinion. I don't really like the Zelda games. I've never mm-hmm. been into them. Some people love them. I played two different games. I don't remember what I played the first one and then a second one. I don't remember what the second one I played was. Mm-hmm. I never really got into them. Um, so that's I don't I don't want to be the Debbie Downer gotcha. or the Donnie Downer, but that's just why I don't get excited about these Zelda games. But some people like flip out over mm-hmm. them, so that's really cool for them. Yeah. So then I'll just shotgun the ones that I'm excited for then. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, I'm really excited for. That comes out July, um, just next month. Uh, I'm glad they didn't show too much of that because I feel like we've seen like a lot already. Um, I'm really excited for that. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, you said you want to talk about that. Yes. So I'm like super excited for this because, and I'm not going to play it, which sucks because I'm not going to buy a new console just to play Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have my DS Lite. <laughs> and um, so... <laughs> the first new Pokemon game I bought was Diamond was Diamond. Pokemon oh dang! Diamond. And um, I had the first game I played was Pokemon Red, but I bought it you or got it used from a friend, mm-hmm. and then I bought Fire Red and Emerald used like from GameStop, and then I played Pokemon um, Platinum, mm-hmm. Pokemon Black, and Pokemon White Two. I haven't played anything newer. Gotcha. Because I don't want to buy a 3DS, and now I don't want to buy a Switch if the only thing I'm going to play on them is Pokemon. To me, it's just not worth it. Because I look at um, games like this. I pay $60 for a game, and if I get more than 60 hours of gameplay out of it, that's better deal than a movie. A movie, you pay like 12 bucks for a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. In this pay- case, I'm paying uh, less than a dollar per minute. Yeah. And so I don't want to buy a whole system just for one game, even if that one game is really awesome. So oh. I'm 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 excited for like the 3D style and the different type of open world that this is going to be compared to older Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want to buy a new console. See, for me, I'm the exact opposite. Every Nintendo console I've gotten has always just been for Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I I will admit that. Like I mean, don't like I have other games for my Switch and everything, but I always get then I always get Nintendo consoles for Pokemon. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I'm super excited for uh, Sword and Shield. That has a date now of November 15th, 2019. Um, oh, and you can get a dual pack, too, if anyone's interested in getting both games. Um, they oh, they still cool. haven't... Um, I, I still want to see like the more uh, the evolved forms of the starters because uh, we haven't seen their uh, other forms yet, just kind of their, their, um, their first evolution forms. But uh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. really excited for Sword and Shield, so... Or if you're a really patient person, you can just wait for the third game to come out, and then obviously that'll be the best one, because that's kind of the trend that it follows, is the third game is always the best one. Very true. And we don't know what the third game is, so... Yeah. Pokemon always comes in threes. Well, usually, like, the new... Like, the the, the new generation ones do, typically. Um, like, let, like let's well, we had... didn't have any 
one. But what? like Let's Go didn't have any. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean like red, blue, mm-hmm. and then there was yellow, mm-hmm. and then there was fire. Well, fire red and leaf green was the only one that didn't have a third. But then there was yeah. you know silver, gold, and and um crystal. Yeah. And then there was em- ruby, sapphire, emerald. and then emerald, diamond, pearl, pearl and then platinum. Yeah. Black and white was odd because then there was black and white too which kind of were the better version. Sun and Moon also had like two different versions of the Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. And then we got um Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which in my opinion, those were the best Pokemon games I've ever played. Was Heart Gold. Mm. We didn't get like a something crystal, but that's because it came out after it was a remake and it encompassed everything that Crystal had. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the I don't know what I'm trying to say. I will, I will <laughs> say that, like, we've seen the legendaries too. Um, the, I, I don't, I'm still don't know their names, haven't gotten around to learning them yet. The, the Pokemon Sword legendary, that, like, design wise, doesn't look that cool to me. Like, it's just a, a wolf running around with a sword. Uh, I do love the Pokemon Shield legendary. Like, I think his design looks really cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's coming up. Uh, two more I want to talk about real quick. Uh, Astral Chain. I'm not going to get, it comes out August 30th, but it looks really cool. And I'm, I'm really sad I'm not getting it. I think this is going to be the one game that like, I'm going to regret not getting, um, right away, but it's just like, there's too much co- else coming out that I want to get. So skip me on that. Um, and then what's that I want to talk about? Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is the other one that comes out really soon in July. Um, and they showed a bunch of gameplay for that at Nintendo. So, uh, go check that out as well. And yeah, I think that's everything. Um, yeah, the Olympic Games were kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always cool to see those games come out. Um, they're kind of like the FIFA or the Madden game, Madden games or the NBA games, uh, 2K, I think is what they call it. Mm. But um, what I like about it is it's not every year like those other mm-hmm. games are. So to me, I don't, I'm just not a big sports fan, so I don't play those games. But even if you are a sports fan, I don't see the hype of buying the same game every year with slight improvements. Mm. Where the Olympic Games, you know, it's like every four years. So I had a Mario and Sonic Olympic Games for my DS, and I think I played that game too much that it broke my DS. Like I messed up the um, like the touch screen <laughs> the of touchpad. it, and I'm like, you know what? Now I just don't trust these games anymore because they're gonna That's they're fine. gonna somehow break my Switch. So <laughs> I actually went to an arcade and played the um, Mario and Sonic Olympic Games. Oh, cool. And it was actually really cool because, like, you have to, like, there's one where you have to, like, use your arms and, like, spin things. Mm-hmm. And one where you have to, like, put your legs in something and spin it. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it was actually really interesting. The the last thing I will say, too, about Nintendo is uh, Animal Crossing New Horizon. Uh, I'm not a big Animal Crossing fan. Oh, this looked interesting, though. Yeah. But I, I just want to say it's also March 2020, so. Okay. It looked kind of interesting. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not yeah. a big Animal Crossing fan, but it looked interesting. It looked interesting, yeah. And then um, I need now, I need to see more of that Breath of the Wild. I think. I mean, like hmm. I'm I'm pumped that it's out because like I love Breath of the Wild, but um, I'm just curious to know more about it. But okay, it's a cool surprise. Yeah. Now we have what's called other, meaning things that were not in any of the previous categories, but not enough in their own category to fill their own category. Mm-hmm. So you want to list those? Sure. Yeah, we have Elden Ring, Dying Light Two. Way to the Woods, Dotless, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance Tactics, uh, Dead by Daylight, New Super Lucky's Tale, Empire of Sin, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, Catherine Full Body, and Persona 5 The Royal. Cool. So, Elden Ring. 
Um, it's from the from software team that do like the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne, and um, they just did Sekiro. They're they're like partnering up with George R R Martin. Uh, looks really interesting. Um, but we again we just got a CGI trailer, so yeah, so. yeah, hard to kind of be like pumped about that. I I'm willing to bet that is also a next gen game. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Dying Light 2, I'm really excited for. I loved the first game. Uh, I'm surprised that that did not get dated also, but that's been confirmed for next year, so. Cool. Um, Dead, Dead yeah. by Daylight, I love. I put that on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, none of these really stuck out to me, so if there's any that you want to talk about, go for it, and I'll join the conversation. I was talking about Catherine and Persona real quick. Uh, uh, Catherine, I hear, was like a really good game. Uh, personally, like just from gameplay, um, that I've seen, it doesn't appeal to me that much. Uh, the only reason why I probably would end up getting it at some point is because they're having Persona 5 DLC for it, which is really cool. And then Persona mm-hmm. 5 The Royal, super excited for this. Uh, they kind of talked more about it. It's supposed to basically be Persona 5, but they're adding like a whole... I want They, they said they're adding a whole new semester, which um, means they're probably adding like at least, like I would say, probably like 20 more hours or so. Um which I'm super excited about. And then the Phantom Thieves has a new member uh, whose name is escaping me. Uh, you, she's heavily featured in the trailer, but she's going to be the new member of the Phantom Thieves. Um, and that I'm super excited for. So, um, Cool. Yeah, that has a Japanese date of 2019, but it's not coming to the West until 2020. So, Are you going to play it in 2019? You know, I actually debated about whether I should, like, like import a copy from japan or something but i i feel like there's a lot of games this year that i want to get um mm, so it's better just to wait that i feel like maybe because persona 5 is like ridiculously long you know so i think i might just wait but cool the game yeah the games that i want to get this year are uh marvel ultimate alliance 3 black order that comes out july 19th uh fire emblem three houses comes out july 26th um, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, which is like the new expansion for Monster Hunter, that comes out September 6th. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare comes out October 25th. Uh, Death Stranding, November 8th. Um, and then Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, along with Star Wars Jedi, are both on November 15th. So, those are like the games that are like on my radar. So, cool. Yeah. Alright, so we finally have gotten through all of E3. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, I'm looking at the timer right now. And we're going to cut a little bit out, of course, um, from like when you had to run um, real quick to get water and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was around the 15 minute mark before we started at Computex and E3. Now we're at like an hour and a half. Oh, jeez. So, which is fine. Yeah. It's just funny. All right. So let's get into part three, though. The one game, if you have to pick one, the one you are most excited for that was talked about at E3 to pick one before we talked about the ones that caught our eye at the, in part mm-hmm. one but now you're picking the single game if you could only have one of these games what is the one that you're most excited for do you want me to go good so there's only one game um at e3 that this year that, like there are a lot of games that i thought were very interesting um and intrigued me um but there's only one game that like i did not have like any issues with whatsoever like it looks great i just want to play it and that's cyberpunk 2077 so cool. yeah like everything else i feel like i can kind of nitpick here and they're like avengers and watchdogs and stuff like that cyberpunk is the one game i'm like okay just give it to me i'll like blast it right now if you would give it to me right now they're not cool. gonna give it to me right now but <laughs> yeah 
So the four games I listed at the beginning, I'll say them again, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, Blair Witch, Halo Infinite, and Marvel's Avengers, I will probably end up getting all four of those games. Mm-hmm. With Blair Witch being a maybe, depending on um, my little nitpicks I had. Mm-hmm. If they don't fix the faces and voices in Marvel's Avengers, I could still play it and enjoy it. They probably won't fix it, um, but I could still play it and enjoy it. They said they're not going to they're not gonna fix it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I could still play it and enjoy it. <laughs> um, Halo Infinite looks awesome. But to me, the one game that stands out and the one game I am 100% getting like the day it releases is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. This is a series that has grown over, grown on to me over the past seven and a half months. Um, and just seeing that game and some of the special moments from the series and being able to play those moments and also just the idea of an open world, kind of open world RPG, which is my favorite type of game. I'm super excited for it. So that's my game, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Cool. All right, so that wraps up everything we have for E3. Uh, so make sure you go check out online for all the games that sound interesting to you. Uh, there's like a lot of gameplay to look through. There are lots of cool trailers too. So cool. You want to talk about next episode? Sure. Yeah. So next episode, which is gonna be later this month, we'll be doing a special catch-up episode um, with me out of work for the summer. Um, I have until early August, then I have to go back to work. Um, I have had a lot of time to catch up on gaming and movies. So we'll be reviewing and revisiting a lot of stuff that came out earlier this year and late last year. Um, I want to check real quick. I'm going to my Steam library right now. Assassin's Creed. Yes, I'm going to check Assassin's Creed Odyssey. When we reviewed it, did it, do you remember how many hours I said I had in that game? I do not. I think it was pretty low, like in the 20s or 30s. That sounds about right. Maybe 40s. Right now, and I <laughs> I played like this whole week. This or what? What is today? Today's Saturday. Yeah, I played like this whole week. <laughs> um, that's what I did this week. Um, I have 88 hours oh, now. Geez. So, now that doesn't be... Um, skyrim yet which i don't think it'll ever beat skyrim if i count everything into skyrim because i thought you were, skyrim. I thought you were gonna say that doesn't beat train simulator oh no <laughs> well <laughs> um skyrim i have 101 hours on my pc but when i borrowed ethan's xbox for that time where he was um i think he was out of the state um and i was quote babysitting his xbox mm-hmm. i played for probably 200 hours so i have like almost 300 hours in skyrim and then on my PC, the one game I have the most hours in is Civ Five, 139 hours. Hey. But that's essentially a board game, so it's a little different. <laughs> but yeah, so things like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I finally beat the main story mode for it. Oh, so nice. I'm at the whole Atlantis part now. I'm looking for the last artifact. So. Oh, wait, are you playing the DLC? Oh, never mind, never mind. I forgot. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Well, I, I know I unlocked the DLC after I opened the gate to Atlantis. Okay, yeah, because there, there are artifacts you get, too. I just started playing the oh, Atlantis cool. DLC. I'm like, wait, are you playing the... And then I'm like, okay, so, then I remember. All I have left is the Medusa artifact. Yeah, okay, you have to you have those boss battles, right? Yeah, okay, so I just the Medusa now. one is the last one I have left. That Medusa fight is so sick. Is it? Okay, cool. I'm level 43 three right now and i'm waiting until I'm level 48 because everybody in that area killed me when i went i would get i would get to level 50 you think yeah so? I, okay. I tried it at level 48 and i got wrecked so okay yeah. well i so 
let's finish out the episode and then we'll do an an after talk about this. Okay. Um. So real quick. Yes, so that, that's what we're doing next episode. Yeah. Let's do our outro. Yeah, okay, so you can reach out to us on uh, Facebook. Just search the Comic and Culture Cast and we'll pop up. Um, same with YouTube and BitChute. Uh, and then Twitter's, I'm at Lesh is, wait, yeah, Lesh.is.more. I'm at Joshua Comics. You want to talk about the reviews? Sure. Um, don't forget to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, please. All reviews help. I will check right now and see if we have any reviews since last time. Um, once we get one review in, we'll start a date countdown until we'll close off a contest. Right now, the contest, there is no contest. As of right now, once we get one review, we'll open the contest up again. As of right now, we do not. So please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can read it and enter you into a contest. Cool. All right. Uh, Wailing Wolf is Aquaman Ruby stand of the podcast. Well, that's just too bad, Aqualad. They'll have to come see us later this month to have a review and revisiting episode. So yeah, let's continue that conversation now. The outro music has just played. And yeah. Assassin's Creed? Yes. So I'm like I said, I'm not good with fast-paced games. Mm-hmm. And so I really struggled with a lot of those boss battles. The Cyclops one and the Minotaur one, for both of those, I had to change the um difficulty setting down to easy. Oh, okay. Defeat them and then change it back to normal. For me, it was crazy hard, and I don't understand how that is normal setting. <laughs> and then there's a hard and nightmare mode above that. See, the only boss battle I, I turned down the difficulty for is: Did you ever fight that pig that farts? Yes, that was the only. That's the one that I had to turn it down for because, like, I haven't defeated him yet. Because he well, because he farts and it like takes up like spots in the map, so it's like it's yeah. hard to do anything. So I had to turn down yeah. the difficulty for that, but yeah, yeah. Um, I like the Sphinx. The Sphinx was my favorite one because it wasn't just oh fight. It was like a trivia thing, riddles. right? Yeah. Well, that's like my favorite thing about Odyssey is the conversations with Socrates. Mm-hmm. It's just fun because it's like I'm not playing a game. I'm talking to somebody. Yeah. About something, which is really cool. But yeah, that's where I am in the game right now. I finished the main storyline quest. Now I'm just um, I have to get the Medusa artifact so i can open atlantis and i also finished um the first episode of the quest that takes place up north with like the persians the mortals oh the dlc one right yeah cool 
So that's where I am. I'm finally catching up to things. Um, once I finish the Atlantis stuff, I will be caught up. Nice. Yeah, they just released episode two for Atlantis. Cool. I haven't done one yet, though, so. Awesome. Well, I'll be doing that soon once yeah. I can get high enough of a level. <laughs> I'm stuck because I'm at level 43. What would you recommend doing? Like, I've been going around killing a bunch of cultists, mm-hmm. but now I'm at a point where everybody's too high of a level for me. Have you not done, like, any of those other side missions and stuff? Because there's, like, a lot I've of side I've done a bunch quests. of side missions, but, um... That's, the, that's like other... the one thing I don't like about Odyssey is the grind is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it takes forever to level up. Yeah. Like, is there anything you would recommend to help me get to level 50 faster? Because I'm at 43. I mean, I just did side and quests, honestly. At the beginning of this week, I was in my 20s, so... Yeah, I would just do side quests. All right. That's the most fun, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, that, and have you done, like, the gladiator battles? I have not. Do those, too. They're, they're like, in the... I'm trying to remember where island. It's, like, southeast. There's, like, a gladiator battle arena thing. Oh. And you get, like, a ton of experience for the first time you do those. The same island where the Minotaur was, right? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I saw them, and they offered me a quest. I just didn't do it. Because I forgot about it, because I was working on the Minotaur stuff. So yeah, I'll go check that out. Yeah, some of them you have to be like certain levels for, but I think the first few you could probably do. So okay, cool. Yeah. And then should I do the arena stuff? I stopped doing the arena when it was no longer a quest item. I don't think so. I know there's one. I have to go in once more to get one cultist, but I've been kind of putting that off. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll do that like you know later on after I finish all the story stuff. Did, did you get all the cultists in. yet or no? No. Okay. I still don't know who the ghost is. Okay. Um, I'll send you a picture later of all the cultists I have, like the the map. So you can see how far I am, but <coughs> at the auditory. No. I don't know what oh. you said. I was just joking around. It's not Ezio. You don't know who uh, Ezio oh. is, do you? Oh I yeah, he he was the main character in some of the early. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. That'd be funny. Can you imagine like He's actually been alive for all this time. That'd be funny. He's actually like hundreds of years old. And <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe he had that staff. Yeah, maybe. We don't know how the Atlantis story ends yet. Yeah, true. So, Cool. All right, well, we can go ahead and stop the recording. All right. <laughs>